Hello, everyone. This is Greg Aiden with Aiden Leadership and uh, another episode of Servant Leaders Podcast. And today I have the pleasure of interviewing a, what I consider a dear friend. I've known Ed since 2014 or 15. I don't remember exactly. But Ed is currently the office lead partner at Singer Lewack. He was uh, has been with that firm for a while, and he's going to tell us a little bit about his journey here in a second. But let's first bring him in. Ed, how are you today? Doing great. Thanks. Great to see you. You are probably one of the funniest guys I've met in uh, from Strategic Connections. Uh, you have a dry sense of humor. You come across as um, very, very knowledgeable, but you have a humble servant heart. Have you ever been told that before? Yeah, by you. <laughs> okay. Other than other than your servant yes. leader. Okay, yes. good. I mean, when you hear that, though, humble servant heart, what does that mean? So, as you know, I, I, I sit on the board of the Colorado Thought Leaders Forum. Yeah. And, you know, one of the leading attributes and characteristics of, of the organization is heart level leadership heart being an acronym for humble engaged authentic regenerative and the t is taking that outward with service and so for me that's in part how i i try to live my life in any encounter this or otherwise to sure. leave leave others better off than they were before we got together when did you when did you first determine CTLF or otherwise? When did you first feel Ed Shinkine becoming a, a heart level leader or someone who's leading from the heart and not from the head? Do you do you remember a time in your life when that when that change occurred? Earlier in my life and in my career, certainly there was, you know, I always kind of ran toward leadership opportunities, uh, and when there were leadership voids, would step in. And that was at that point, uh, based on, you know, kind of like my EQ and, and you know, outward, uh, you know, growth and intelligence, you know, it took a while before I realized that there's too much ego in that and not enough heart. And I Amen. think heart came into it, you know, in my late 20s and has just been, you know, I've been trying to tap that and grow upon that ever since uh and so how would it how does it land for me not intellectually or having the next best answer mm -hmm. but how does it feel what am i sensing what am i connecting with with you or someone else and taking it forward and that that comes from within, not from yeah. the head. Yeah, beautiful. I, I, I'm always curious when I when I interview someone who has a, a successful past. You've been very con consistent with your your job of choice around accounting, etc. But I I'm curious, Ed, who are some of the people that you can give credit to over the over the years, going back to your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s? I I think you're still in your your young fifties or late forties. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. Give us give us a few of those mentors or those uh, those coaches, if you will, that have been in your life. Yeah. So when I was in high school, my mom went back to school and went to DU for law school. And so while I was in high school. She's in law school. It showed me that <laughs> you can do anything 
as long as you state your mind to it. And at that point, I thought I was going to do something law, business, transactional work kind of as a combination. You know, being a good Jewish mother, she said, you know, there's always good for, there's always room for another good lawyer. So that would be <laughs> you. Uh, but then I figured out that I didn't know any happy young lawyers. And so mm. then I said I was going to be happy. So I could use the tools and understanding that I gained from studying parts of law without going to law school and becoming a lawyer. When I started in public accounting, two of the partners, you know, kind of took me under their wing and in their own separate ways of doing it, you know, basically said, you don't have to know everything. You just have to know where everything, where you can find resource. Beautiful. And you don't have to be the center. You just need to trust that you have resources around you. Yeah. And at the end of the day, the amount of work that you do, you're going to get your work done because you're a driven human being. But your responsibilities are really to take care of yourself, take care of your family and your community. Work will fill in all the gaps. So don't mm. worry about doing enough work. Take care of you and your family and your community and you will be fine. That was probably the greatest gift of mentorship that I received, you know, in my early on. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, one of those gentlemen became my, my partner, uh, or I became his partner, I guess I should say is the correct yeah. way in Stark Shenkine, which, you know, we then merged into Singer Leewak around the time that you and I met back in 2015. Yeah. Who can we give this gentleman a name? Yeah. It's Wes Stark. Wes Stark. Okay. Terrific. I always like to hear, hear the name and if, yeah. if, uh, is Wes still with us? Is he is he yeah. still okay. Wes is retired? He's still here in Denver. Terrific. And you know, I'll I'll give you another, you know, piece of Wesley is, you know, you know, he was never afraid to say just it's okay to leave a little on the table mm. as long as you're doing the right thing. And you know, you'll do a lot better treating people with honey than with vinegar. Beautiful, um, and so that kindness that you know, and you know, whatever you know, was within me, and it was always good to have reminders like that. Leave a little on the table. It, it's you know, you you know, my background as a as a franchise sales guy, and development, blah blah blah, for years, and a lot of a lot of selling, a lot of negotiating, going back and forth, and that's that's a really wise statement for people in sales and development, and. You don't want to take everything. And I love that. Uh, leave a little on the table. I'm right. going to give that you some You don't have time. to overextend. Yeah. Giving. And you don't have, and we shouldn't be extractive anyway. Exactly. Because if we're doing this together, you know, it's of mutuality and it requires something from both of us hmm. to do that and go forward together. Beautiful. Wesley, as you Wes or Wesley, as you as you listen to this, thank you for uh, your your kind and wise words to uh, Ed way back way back when. So more more recently, in the last two three years, when you kind of look up in the sky or feel it in your heart, who who has been a an important uh, person, human being in your life, Ed, and has helped helped you continue to shift? I would say another 
uh, I would say a mutual friend of ours, uh, Doug McGee. Mm-hmm. Doug, with his manner of coaching and looking at at, at growth and, and deeper human experience, has really helped me be more vulnerable and be more comfortable with myself and using those elements in stretching and growing and 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 leading yeah doug's doug's a a man among (coughs) amongst men and when he decided to he's always been a great coach and he had a very successful career in mortgage banking etc but he really found a, a beautiful niche and i've heard other men who have worked with doug uh, say similar things around how he's helped them really see the inner strength that we have and stop getting it. I believe he says, get out of your ego and into your heart more like, like you are already, but really owning who you are and not fearing what you, what you can't be, but owning who you want to be. And Doug's, uh, Doug's got a beautiful way of working with people. So Doug, if you're listening out there, I know you know, you will be, thank you. He's been a dear friend of mine since the mid eighties and went to school with his, his older brother, Stephen, and, uh, kind of where all this started, frankly. And without Doug, I wouldn't have met Bob Newman. If I wouldn't have met Bob Newman, I wouldn't have been introduced to strategic connection. So Bob Newman, if you're listening, thank you, brother. Appreciate you very much. Anyone else you want to recognize that have been, has been important in your journey, Mr. Shinkine? Yeah. I, you know, if it wasn't for Bob Newman, we wouldn't be together. That's true. We wouldn't have been in strategic connections together. Yeah, that's true. Again, yeah. thank you, Bob. Yeah. He there, and there's another man. You talk about a successful career, and then yeah. saying, "I want to be more. I want to be more in touch with what I can offer this world." And boy, he's he's done some incredible stuff too. Yeah, I'll, I will say that there was a moment five and a half years ago. Bob was new into his coaching work. Yeah. And had left uh, his business to start his coaching work. And we had breakfast one morning and it was right at the moment when Judy and I were looking at bringing in uh, our foster dog. Mm. And I started to tell Bob about that. And then he took an extra hour with me that morning and helped me process it all. And, you know, it was just, a gift of Bob Newman. Yeah. You know, and so, you know, you get little snippets along the way that aren't necessarily the huge pivotal thrusts of, you know, heart heart level leadership or or generous spirits. And it's like, you know, by mentioning Bob's name, you know, that reminded me of that moment. So thank you. Yeah. He's a good man. And he's uh, he's done great things, and he again has a has a genuine way of of helping human beings get to to, to where they want to go. So I like to I like to play pretend every once in a while. I've, I although I just turned sixty, I, I I still think I'm a kid at heart, and I like to pretend. I love the question why, but I want I want you to pretend with me for a second, Ed. And if you had 150 young men and women coming out of school, lawyers, accountants coaches, whatever, what would you tell them? What would you say to them about how to prepare for the next eight to 10 years in their life? And it can involve leadership, it can involve money, relationships, but what nugget of advice would you would you give these young, young human beings getting ready to uh, step foot into the real world, so to speak? Great question. So 
since you and I are, you know, less than a year apart anyway, um, you know, I'm I older, right? Each, I, yes. I don't turn 60. <laughs> it, yeah. I always tell people, look, I'm immature for my age. That's yeah. why you can't tell how old I am. Beautiful. But I think that there is an aspect of retaining childlike qualities that help keep people young. If you're not curious, playful to your point, you know, you know, how you, where do you find happiness and joy? You know, going back to the, you know, emerging uh, leaders, I think the thing that I have really learned over time was that trusting yourself, quieting that ego, um, being self-aware and doing your work, everything else comes out of that. You don't have to be the smartest one. You don't have to have the best widget. You just have to believe in yourself and be generous with others and be respectful and kind and everything else flows. You know, it's it's funny, and I'm just going to repeat back some of what you said. Be curious, be playful, have happiness and joy in, in your heart. Uh, trust yourself. I, I love that because we we are raised by typically two parents, sometimes four in my case, sometimes one, right? Uh, things happen. But you also said, believe in yourself. And you, you, you also said one of my favorite words or phrases is self-awareness. And I believe every day, Ed, we get, to, we get to look in the mirror, the proverbial mirror, the real mirror, and ask ourselves, Ed, or Greg in this case, who do you want to be today? How do you want to show up in the world today? And another dear friend of both of ours, Anson Thompson, who's also going to be speaking on February 9th, is actually, actually reaching out to his community about what his next book should be like with the kind of the thought of from, from victim to victory. And, and I was talking about that with my, my loving spouse, Tammy, this morning. And I believe it comes down to a, a, just a big collection of choices and decisions because every day, every moment right now. You and I get to decide, are we going to be assholes? Are we going to be kind? Are we going to be curious, playful, serious, hateful, et cetera? And, and we get to choose. And I believe as we get older, we get to value. We see the value in making those decisions and choices that are kind and are curious and are playful and are helpful instead of those choices of dog eat dog, ego, right. arrogance, narcissism, all those beautiful words that a lot of leaders think that are critical to them being important to others, but um, love that. And, and, and I think you should, I believe, I don't think, I believe you should write something about what our emerging leaders should do. Ed, you have a, you have a following you probably aren't aware of that is larger than, than life. Mm-hmm. And you are, again, you're, you're, you've got a huge heart and so much to give the world. And you might consider just writing an article for us on, what emerging leaders should be focused on when they when they get out of school, so to speak, because they are going to be running our country, running our countries uh, before we know it. And you are going, you and I are going to be sitting back, going, "Wow, I'm glad they made those decisions," because uh, we're going to be looking at the uh, thirty somethings here as as yeah. more important than ever. But and while your while your kids are, you know, ten years younger than mine, yeah, yeah, you know, the yeah. You know, I trust that generation. 
and that there is a leveling of the playing field that is more distinct at that level than it is at our level today. You know, I think that there'll be, there's always going to be some form of bias and discrimination and privilege or challenge or whatever, however you want to look at it in the world. But I think that it's, you know, my kids, you know, are way more gender blind, color blind, you know, socioeconomically blind than, you know, the, than, than I was, or, you know, we were per se growing up and, and that there's a lot of challenges out there in the world. Uh, there's a lot of voids and needs for, you know, succession of and, and growth in leadership throughout. And, Amen. You know, and I believe in that generation, you know, well, and so, you know, I, you know, I, I trust that, you know, they, they are looking at things like that. My wife sees it and Judy sees it in her pediatrics practice in terms of young parents are taking on parenthood and life in a different way than, the gen than, you know, 20 years ago when she was meeting with families. And That's that is it a diss against that older is just the evolution, right? Yeah. Well, you, you mentioned one of my favorite words, leadership. And I, uh, as you know, I've dedicated a, a big chunk of my time and my investment into leadership development series. And whether we reach 125 or 50,000 people, the goal is to bring great minds, big hearts to the table and, and to the stage, so to speak. And I believe that I've recognized over my years, collaboration has been something that I truly have a lot of joy in. But when I asked you if you wanted to participate and you had, were kind enough to participate in the first one, February of 21, and thank you for that, Ed. But what were some of the reasons you wanted to take the stage, share with others? Um, and in this case, hopefully you'll be able to have a conversation with Lisa Pedersen and, and Greg Greenwood, who a lot of people know as well, and have a conversation. What are what are the reasons you wanted to be be involved in this? Um, <clears throat> in that first one, it was it was a it was a growth point. It was kind of a courageous challenge to myself in terms of going out on stage and using my voice. And I worked really hard on that thing. <laughs> I got you know I did some you know I got some coaching on it. Um, I did, you know, I went out to people and did some inquiries about how do you see me, you know, what do you appreciate? What, yeah. you know, how could I engage? How do I take this element that's important to me and bring that to an audience? And it was, I really played with it, you know, very deliberately. And I learned a tremendous amount from that whole thing. Good. And you know, one of the greatest gifts of that day, because we were virtual, right, was that the only people in the room were either the speakers or the crew that was supporting putting the production on. Right. And so the intimacy and level of engagement was different than if we were in a full ballroom, right? Yeah. And so it was a really cool experience that I'll never forget. Wow, that's awesome. One thing that I'm fortunate is that 
over the past eight years uh, via Leslie Jones, the co-founder of Spiral Method. Yeah. Um, I've been a participant with her in, in, in Spiral Method. And I recently uh, took the Spiral Method facilitation course from her. Beautiful. And it was, what I learned was how stingy I was with using it because I deployed it. I only thought about Spiral Method in the group I was with with her once a month. Oh. But in playing with it at from the facilitation perspective, I it's it's like that piece about leadership I just spoke about. It, it's applicable applicable everywhere. Yeah. So it's you know it really you know it was like huh I didn't know I was being stingy and huh look at this access I have in me already. Yep. That I'm not. I have this capacity I'm not using. Why don't I use this? Leslie's so awesome. Yeah. Leslie's a master. Uh, I had a chance to just at the CTLF holiday event the other night, uh, David uh, Bizarro and myself and Leslie and my my wife, Tammy, were sitting at a table and she said, let's have some fun with these questions. And we're, you know, we're two drinks into the night and uh, God, it was fun. I mean, yeah. honestly, and you're sitting right next to your spouse. And Leslie, as you know, is a powerful human being. David has a, a, a wonderful relationship and he came from a whole different place. But just in that 15, 20 minutes, we discovered a lot. Right. And you you can when you're asking, like you said earlier, it's the it's the power of inqu- inquiry and, and you're you're curious and but intentionally. And then you answer in brief instead of explaining yourself just say what's in your heart yeah leslie uh, leslie does a great job and looking forward to that ed any 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 final uh any final parting words you'd like to like to share with the audience well on that on that point um you know the one word the one phrase you know the one sentence yeah the three sentences i'm a man of context i love to give context to what i'm talking about because I'm trying to ensure that I'm understood mm-hmm. and the power, like what you said in the quick nugget is just huge. And so it's, it's always a great takeaway to like decide how am I going to show up in this, you know, and what can I get from it? Yeah. What can I give to it? Well, I can, I can say anyone listening to this can, can feel, can hear, can tell, that you, Ed Shenkaina, are, are a kind man. You're curious. I, thank you. I honestly thank you for being playful. Thank you. Thank you for being a, a child at heart. And you said immature, and and I you know that might be taken out of context, but we are, but in a playful way. We are, but in a in an appropriate way. And, there, and there's nothing wrong with that. Adults, human beings listening, be be more playful, and let yourself go. Let your little kid come out and. And again, I want to mention what Wes said, leave a little on the table. When you're having one of those difficult conversations, don't be a taker. Don't be an overgiver, as you said. And I I think that's important to remember too, Ed. You you made it very clear. Don't give everything away, but you're not there to extract either. So uh, let's leave the extraction to to the professionals that they they are, the dentists. But I also want to just say thank you, Ed. I mean, I just love that smile. Love the little kid inside you. Ed Shinkine with Singer Lee Wack, thank you so much. Give someone a hug and uh, 
Sounds good, Greg. Right. Thanks I so much. I appreciate you very much. So remember, God bless everyone. Be curious, be playful, have happiness and joy in your heart and, and say hello to someone you haven't said in a while. And maybe write something down and send it to somebody and let them know you're thinking about them. Talk to you soon.